Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. As we head into the Blues booth, presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Jerry and Randy. 27 degrees outside, and we go yeah. to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to ask our friend, Joe Vitale, blues analyst, and one of the smartest people, if not the smartest people we know. He's uh, intelligent. He, he's, he's something else. Yeah, he's Joe, got a lot of information, a lot of things. Joey, I got two for you right <laughs> off the bat. Number one, how was the run this morning? The run was good. A little chilly. I had the hoodie on, the gloves on, though. We uh, made a quick stop, caught from my friend Chris's house. It was a good. It was a good catch up. It was a cold run. Forty five minutes in and out. Got it done, though, Randy. I appreciate you asking. Proud of you. Second of all, I was uh, thinking about you this morning when I got up because I have a, a feather pillow and a memory foam pillow, but I always take my feather pillow off and put it to the side of the bed when I go to sleep. I love the memory foam pillow. I don't know why I have two pillows. My wife insists. <laughs> So I've got them, but I want to know what your preference is between a memory foam pillow and a feather pillow. Listen, the uh, the pillow game that that's a love hate. It's a feast or famine when it comes to the pillow. The pillow the dynamic. Let's call it a. Di- it's it's definitely dynamic in my house. My wife. I don't know if we talked about this before. I have a bunch of throw pillows. Like we have all these like decorative throw pillows. Have we, have we talked about this? Yeah, because I think, remember I, think, I sent you the picture. I've got like fifteen that yeah, I have to put on the bed right. every morning. Yeah, it's like, and then you end up throwing them on the floor, and then they like pick up all these like dirt and crumbs, and uh, I I don't get it. So I finally won that battle. Like we have we have gotten rid of every decorative throw pillow imaginable because it would just ended up into a big pillow fight with my kids, and then someone was getting hurt. So now 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 the pillows are gone. Uh, it's just, it's just a good debate. I mean, you know, I talked to a lot of players about this. You know, one of the first questions I ask guys on the road is how'd you sleep. Mm-hmm. And they always tell me. And the second thing is always like, how about these pillows? And they, everyone's always got an opinion about a pillow. Too soft, too hard, not big enough. Uh, you need two of them. You know, it's like you need two, but then three is too much. Or maybe two is not <laughs> enough. It's like, it's all, it's all the whole, the whole, the whole bit. But uh, now, now that I've gotten rid of the throw pillows, I, I'm just happy to sleep in my bed again, Randy. I mean, my wife, she is just a bed super freak. Like she, she just, the blanket's got to be tight. Everything's got to be orderly. And now, now she's got this thing where apparently like I'm such a warm sleeper. She actually builds a fort around herself. She has these huge, she has these, she has these huge body pillows, one on her left side, one on her right. So it's basically like her own individual bed on that side. And I'm not allowed to cross. I'm not allowed to cross the border because, you know, every now and then I'll cross the border and then, 
you know, and then things happen and she interrupts her sleep. I, I think we all, you know what I mean? So I, I, I try not to go and I try not to do the thing there. So I, I say, she always tucks that pillow. She goes, you make sure you keep this pillow between us. I said, okay, hon. Um, so yeah, me and the pillow thing, I don't know. It's just, I haven't quite figured out my groove yet on it. Guys, our version of the body pillow is a golden retriever in a lab <laughs> between us. <laughs> hey, it's like, like you, you don't need birth control. You just need a golden in a lab. Exactly and right. Or, or two body pillows. Exactly right. Joey, the, the people don't understand the importance of, of sleep and how, you know, as a player, I, I wonder, do you still have body injuries because there are times where you know I, I don't sleep with the 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 uh, feather pillow because the feathers stick me in the neck they come out of the pillow sometimes through the pillowcase it's too much it's too much work to deal with I, I like the memory foam but it sleep is extremely important to me and there are some days where I wake up and I feel like I just played a football game and I don't know how what's going on in the bed it, it, it's it, do you have nights like that where you just wake up and your body is like oh you didn't sleep at all tonight sir well, you know, Carrie, you know that that feeling it could be somewhat because of the half bottle of Grey Goose you, you pounded the, uh, the night before. <laughs> I got no one told me that I needed to stop that. So clearly, now that I know that I can, I can dial that back a little bit. <laughs> That's right. It's like it's like me. Like, listen, we're, us, we're men. We don't take responsibility for anything. I wake up, I feel horrible. I'm like. Honey, I think we need to do bed, new bed. She's like, or you need to stop burying 13 bowls of cereal before you go to bed, and maybe you'll feel a little bit better. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not a bad point. No, uh, you know, I'm with you. A good night's sleep, uh, certainly. Uh, they're, they're hard to come by nowadays, you know, and especially especially with this, this routine that the Blues have where it's been a lot of travel, November, December. Uh, so sleep certainly is something that, you know, from, from a lifestyle standpoint, I think any health doctor would tell you that that is, you know, they, they say with sleep, it you need to have consistency, right? You need to have the same bed, you need to have the same climate. And you look at this team, you look at the way they travel. I mean, you're in different cities, you're getting in at two, you're de-icing it one in the morning. I mean, it's just, it's all, it's all over the place. But, you know, it's one thing for me, I mean, when I got, when I got injured all those years ago, one of the side concussion or side effects of all my concussions was I just became an insomniac is actually why I found I got into bread because of something I could do quietly in the middle of the night, which, you know, we've talked about, but to, to this day, to this day, I, you know, I'll sleep, you know, three, four hours, wake up at two in the morning. And I'm just like, boom, I'm awake. Like there's, there's no more REM cycle. I'm up, I'm active, I'm ready to go. But you know what the silver lining is? You have this many kids. It actually works out pretty well because <laughs> got a lot of husband points throughout the years, getting up with the babies in the middle of the night, doing that whole thing because um, that's just kind of the way it shook out. But uh, no, certainly the pillow debate is is still a big one in my house. And uh, every now and then I'll try to move that body pillow between me and my wife, and I get a smack to the head, and, and it, it's all good. It's all good. It keeps, it keeps you humble. One other thing, by the way, about sleep. When Chip Kelly was hired as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, he brought a lot of sports science with him. And one of the things he wanted his players to do was to sleep 10 hours a night. There's never been a point in my life where I could sleep 10 hours a night. That, that to me seems like a lot. I mean, that's over a third of your life. I can't imagine yeah. sleeping, sleeping that much. You know, I, I know that, you know, a lot of the players, they have these different, different routine things they do to kind of increase as much sleep as possible. Like Brandon Saad, for example, boy, is he playing great right now. Mm-hmm. You see him on a plane. He's got these like orange lenses he wears everywhere. I kind of thought it was like a, a, tr- a trendy little like hippie thing he was starting to bring back. Like he had these like hippie (laughs) orange frames, but it actually, it cuts out the Blu-ray. So he wears them on the flights and he wears them, you know, especially when he gets off the plane, he doesn't want to have any blue light 
um, like post, like he said, he said like post game or post 9 p.m. and that that can kind of help him help him with his rest. A lot of the Blues uh, players uh, believe in this, and certainly the head trainer Ryan Podell does as well. Uh, different sleep techniques as far as like when they go to Colorado. The idea is you want to get in and get out as quickly as possible because of the high altitude. So if there's a day before the game, they'll wait till the very last minute to get to Colorado, and then as soon as the game's over, they're out of there quickly. You know, the, the, the altitude, obviously there's less oxygen in the air, which means your body needs to work even harder to, to get enough oxygen, which interrupts your sleep. So there, there is a lot of these, these crazy little sleeping voodoo things that they try to manipulate in order to suffice to the, the crazy schedule that these players have. But at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. And, and I certainly think that they're, um, they're doing a well, well enough job lately, especially because this Blues team's been, they've been playing pretty good hockey. Hey, Joey, speaking of playing pretty good hockey, we were just talking about the Blues and, and maybe the need for a defenseman uh, at the trade deadline. You had so many injuries um, to the defenseman and, and guys that have you know been out for an extended period of time. What are your thoughts about this team going forward and, and maybe some of the, the needs that they could bring in to help them on this playoff run if they were to get in? Well, I think that uh, a big defenseman, a big puck-moving, hard defenseman to play against is certainly – uh, a priority, but you know what? For the St. Louis Blues and for all the fans out there, you know, t- tell them to get in line. I mean, every team needs this right now. I mean, you look across the look across the NHL, uh, defending and getting goals against it's, it's an issue everywhere. I think goaltending's been an issue, defending's been an issue. You know, Steve Eiserman a few weeks ago on TNT, you know, he gave his thoughts, and you know, it was interesting hearing from the general manager of the, of the Red Wings and a guy that's obviously in the Hall of Fame knows a lot about the game. You know, everything is about offense now. Even the defense, the, the defensemen are wanting to be more like Kale McCars. It starts with youth hockey where everything is just skill development and wanting to score more goals. And the art of just kind of like being a Jay Bomeister shutdown type of guy, it's kind of a lost art. So it, there, there's few and far between defensemen left in the league that can do it. You know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily something that you need to go out and grab at the deadline. I know it could be frustrating at times, like last night. You know, you see a couple of those turnovers in that Calgary game that hurt you in the third period, you lose that game. And defending has been a problem. The Blues have been allowing a lot of goals. I get that. But at the same time, you know, you got to keep an eye on players that are coming back. Nick Letty, he skated yesterday. He's got an upper body injury. But the fact that he's on the ice, to me, he's a week away or so, hopefully sooner. You know, you have Marco Scandella also skating. You want to talk about a big time, a big defenseman that can shut down and play defensive hockey there. Just a big body takes up space. He's coming back hopefully within a month or so, probably around that deadline time. So you're getting relief there. Nico Mikula, you know, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent this year. You know, he's been doing a great job with Colton Preco up there. Two big bodies are hard to move. I thought they were great again last night. Nothing they did really hurt them in that game. They've been doing a good job against other teams' top lines. So for, for me, you know, as far as, you know, what do you add? It, it a lot depends on what you lose at the deadline, too. I mean, that's, that, that's going to be so much of it. But from a defenseman standpoint, you know, with Letty around the corner, Nico Mikula has been doing a great job on that top pair. And then don't forget about Marco Scandella, who has been skating, and hopefully we'll be seeing, we'll be seeing him here pretty soon, too. Joey, there's a reason that the guys that were in Springfield were in Springfield. And I always, when you lose your best players, I always look at it kind of like you're driving around – on a spare tire and it's not built a spare tire is not built to go a hundred thousand miles it's, it's built to go for a day or two so I, my question of you is have any of these guys made you think they're more than just spare tires yeah it's, it's actually a really good analogy 
Randy, and that's where, you know, when they started that, that road trip, or at least when, when Ryan O'Reilly and Terry Single initially went down, they came back to St. Louis 4-1. and one. They turned it into 5-1 five to five and one after that first Calgary win on Tuesday. So here, here, here's this team, 5-1, and one, without Krug, O'Reilly, and Terry Single, and they begged the question, and a lot of fans were like, well, I guess we don't need them. Well, they well, pump the brakes a little bit because, like you said, to me, that five and one stretch, that was like maybe let's call it, you know, 10, 20 miles just to get to the dealership to change the tire. Because now you're going to really start to see the bumps and the bruises, the fatigue of these young players. You know, I think when you get called up, there's a lot of excitement, right? I mean, how often do we see, you know, baseball players come to the plate for the first time and hit a homer or, or a hockey player in his first game get a, get a goal in his first shift, right? There is, there is something to be said about, you know, uh, when you enter something, you're going to have, you're going to have success right away. There's actually a thing called beginner's luck, which, which we've all heard this. We've all heard this term. There's actually a lot of science behind this idea of beginner's luck. And I, and I actually have to go back to this book where I read this, but there's actually, you know, legit factual like tendencies with people who start things for the first time where they find success right away. So, you know, you take it, you take a kid fishing, you see this a lot in fishing. Or you take, you know, oh, I don't want to bring little Susie. Susie's your eight-year-old little sister. I don't want to bring Susie. Dad, don't bring Susie. She's just going to make noise. And what happens? What happens? You know, we all know it. What happens in the in the fishing trip? Su- Susie catches a monster. She catches the biggest one, right? And we think, oh, beginner's luck. Well, it's actually the world's way of finding someone that is doing something for the first time, and they want to grab them. Like you want, it, it's it's the world's way of grabbing them, getting enough attention, and having success right away. Well, then they're going to say, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. Because think about it. If, if every time you try something new, you didn't have success, well, then no one would do anything, right? You wouldn't want to do anything new. Because <laughs> right. you're, already not, you're, already not, you're already not interested in it. Like, no one's interested in it, right? But if you, if you want to make sourdough bread and you're like, oh, I don't really know. But if that first loaf turns out great, well, at least you're giving yourself a chance. But if it turns out like crud, you're like, well, heck with this. This is a waste <laughs> of my time. You, you're never going to try anything. So, and I bring that up because when you have call-up guys, you're going to have success. Like you're going to, you're going to have success right away. And that's, and that's kind of the world's way of kind of pulling you in and saying, Hey, this, this is a good thing for you. But over time, as we say, you know, the cream, the cream will come to the top and they're going to be starting to play more minutes. And this is a tough league. It's a fast league. Things happen very quickly. You talk to some of these young players. What's the biggest difference? You just got to make reads so incredibly quickly because there's just not a lot of time and space out there. So that wears on your mind. That wears on the psychology. So eventually, you're going to have you're going to have things kind of plateau. If I if I could say anything about to answer your question, I think Nikita Alexandrov to me, he is starting to appear more and more as a player that is going to be a full-time Blues on the roster on the Blues team next season. I think he's going to be here for the rest of the year. I think he's going to be up and down. I think he's going to be a healthy scratch once the Blues get you know healthy here pretty soon. But aside from that, here's a player that has done well enough in my mind where he's going to be a full-time player definitely by next year, night in, night out. I don't think you're going to see him scratch very much. Uh, his speed, his intensity, he just makes great reads. You know, Craig Berube said every time he touches the puck, he treats it like gold. He's just very good about it. He doesn't turn pucks over. He makes a simple play when you need. He's just got a really high, high intelligence when it comes to the sport of hockey. His dad, of course, was a former professional, so you know it runs in his veins. Uh, and with his reads, his IQ, and his compete, you know, for a young kid who's quiet, just, just goes about his business, plays a very team game, I'm very impressed with him and what I've seen so far this season, and, and I do expect to see him in and out through this stretch of the rest of this season and certainly a full-timer come next year. Joey, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. We'll be tuned in tomorrow night for the Blues and the Lightning here on 101 ESPN. 
Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Kerry. You guys have a great weekend now. You too. Thanks. That's the great Joe Vitale joining us on 101 ESPN.